if you're a CEO of a company, of a business, a very, say a very successful business, and you're about to retire, so you've worked all your life for this company, you put all your knowledge, your skills into this company, you build it up, you have good managers that are there, and you're ready to retire, ready to leave. What do you usually do? You appoint a successor, uh, another CEO, someone to take your place. But you just won't appoint anyone. You're going to empower them. You're going to train them. You're going to make sure that they have all the skills that you have, or even more, that they'll even do a better job than you do in the company and even make up maybe for some of your mistakes. So you would appoint or delegate someone who comes after you to follow you in order to run the company well. And that's in any company, in any business, that there's a time that we come to in which we've acquired the wisdom and the skills and we're ready to retire. And then we, we delegate the work to someone else to succeed us and to carry on that work. That's exactly what Jesus did with his church. Exactly what Jesus did. And Jesus kind of like the CEO of the company, the church, that he founded. And he's ready to leave the earth. And what does he do? Does he just leave and, and let all the good work that he that he did just fall apart? No. He goes and then he empowers his followers, the 12 apostles. He empowers, say, the managers of the church, but they're more than managers. He empowers them to succeed him. First of all, Peter, who's kind of like the CEO, and then the other 11 who are like the managers. They're there. They're like the Senate. And so he empowers them with the power of the Holy Spirit. That you can't do anything on your own, but if you're empowered with the Holy Spirit, then, as he said, you will remember the words that he spoke to you. You will understand them. You will preach them. And that's why the apostles, who many of them were only fishermen, were able to remember the words of Jesus, were able to remember the things that Jesus did, the things that Jesus said, because it was the power of the Holy Spirit. And not only did they remember and they preached it, but they also worked signs and wonders and healings like Jesus to confirm the word that they were speaking with signs and wonders. And even Jesus said, you even do greater works and signs than I did. So one joy of, say, a manager or CEO is to watch their successor do an even better job than they did. Not that the apostles could do a better job than Jesus, but that, but that there's a delight in God and seeing his followers do the same works that he did and continuing his church. And so you think about it just from a human point of view, of how the church was established. And even when Judas fell away, the apostles knew it was important to appoint even a successor for Judas. 
Matthias, where they did it by lots, so that they wanted to have the 12 as the structure, as the foundation for the church. And it's these 12 men, St. John Chrysostom's dead, that they were uneducated. They were fishermen. They were, when Mary Magdalene came to them and said, the Lord has risen from the tomb, they did not believe her. They were hard of heart. They fell away during the crucifixion. One betrayed him. One denied him. Think, these are the same men. And yet, it's from a human standpoint, it would seem like Jesus, at his resurrection, when he appeared to the apostles, I'm always amazed at what Jesus did not say. Not what he did say, what he did not say. He did not say, you stupid lugs. Why didn't you believe in me? What were you doing? Okay, I'm going to appoint the women that were faithful beneath the cross. He did not do that. He did not appoint the women as priests. He could have. He could have appointed the women as priests right then and there because they were more faithful than the apostles. But he didn't. He rather said, peace be with you to the apostles. And then he said, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. That word send is the word apostle. Apostle means one who's sent. So he's basically saying that I have not withdrawn my choice of you as the apostles. My mercy is so great, I'm, I'm, I still choose you even though maybe you're not the most qualified, but I still choose you to be my apostles. And then he breathes the Holy Spirit on them. He goes, breathes the Holy Spirit on them. And he says, whose sins you forgive shall be forgiven. And whose sins you retain shall be retained. Gave the apostles the power to forgive sins. It was on Easter Sunday night. That was the establishment of the sacrament, what we call of confession or of reconciliation. And so he breathes the Holy Spirit on them many times, breathes the Holy Spirit on them for the understanding of scriptures. He breathes his life into, the, into these same 12 men or 11 men at that time until they chose Matthias. And then it was these same men that on Pentecost Sunday, God sent the power of the Holy Spirit upon them. Tongues of fire. Where they're there, their tongue is transformed, and they're praising God in different tongues and different languages. And then the Holy Spirit sends them forth to preach the gospel. And as they're preaching the gospel, there's immediately opposition. There's always opposition to the gospel or opposition, they're jailed, and then they're, they're, they're scourged. They're told, don't preach. Don't preach about this name. Don't preach about the name of Jesus. You ever, find, you ever see people freak out if you preach the name of Jesus? Don't preach that name. Preach any other name, but don't preach Jesus. They go, they go ballistic if you start preaching Jesus. You start preaching about Jesus coming to the earth and his words and his passion, his death, his resurrection. People freak out if you preach the name of Jesus. 
Why is that? Because there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. The devil's free. The, the, the devil's, you know, there's power in the name of Jesus that even you can't cast out devils in the name of Jesus. That's why the devils even fear the name of Jesus. That's why they don't want you to preach about Jesus. They don't want you to proclaim Jesus because it sets souls free from sin and their power. But what did the apostles do? They kept preaching the name of Jesus. They kept preaching his name. And they kept confirming it with signs and wonders and miracles. And one of them was St. Philip. We don't know a lot about the life of St. Philip after the death of Jesus. But what we do know from some of the accounts of the historians that he went into Asia Minor which is modern-day Turkey or modern-day Greece, was there that he was preaching, and he was, you know, they, they, they couldn't stand the preaching. The pagans couldn't. And so they crucified him. He was crucified just like Jesus. You don't know details about it, but you can just infer the opposition. But yet Philip was willing to give his life for Jesus Christ. St. James, the, the less, or he was known as St. James the Just during his lifetime. We know from the historian Asubius that what happened to St. James, he was actually respected by both Jews and Christians. And he was appointed as the Bishop of Jerusalem. And he was, he was well respected, but also hated at the same time. And so they, they said St. James lived a very holy life, his whole life, and even wrote one of the epistles. But one day there, there was a dispute between the Jews and the Christians, and St. James went up to the parapet of the temple. And it was the scribes and Pharisees went up there and they threw him off the parapet of the temple. And then he didn't die when he was thrown off, and then they stoned him and then clubbed him to death, and he gave his life for Jesus as a great apostle. These great apostles set foundations of the Gospels, and many say set foundations of the churches in many cities. And that's why you have even different rites within the church. You, you, have, you have different rites that even go all the way back to the apostles of the early Christians, different ways of, say, celebrating Mass, you'll find. This is one way. This is the Latin rite. There's many ways and many traditions of celebrating the Mass, and many of them go all the way back to the apostles or these cities founded by the apostles. The good news of the gospel continues to this day. It continues to be preached to all the lands. What is great about preaching the gospel today is that I don't need to physically go to all these places. We have the internet right here that you're seeing me on. And what's great is that through modern communications that we can go to many lands, many peoples, many nations, maybe hearing the gospel for the first time, maybe hearing it over and over again and nourishing our faith and giving us courage to continue to spread the good news 
of the gospel. The good news of the gospel has not changed from the time of the apostles. It's the good news that Jesus Christ was sent to this earth. And Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's the Son of Man. And Jesus Christ not only preached words that we've never heard before, worked signs and miracles, but that he went through his passion and death, giving his life for our sins, overcoming death, overcoming the tomb, overcoming Satan himself, rising from the dead, giving us new life. And as St. Paul says, those who die in Christ shall rise with him. That's why one of the fears that every human being has in life is death. It's one of the fears that we all have in our life. Death, when am I going to die? How am I going to die? Will I die at a young age? Will I die at an old age? Will I die at middle age? Death. Many times we don't want to think about death. It's just a reality. It's not something to get worried about. It's just a reality. But Christ, through his resurrection, has overcome death. And therefore, because he has overcome death, that we who also die in Christ shall live with him. So with a, uh, for a Christian, death is not some, something to be feared, but death is our passageway into eternal life. If we follow Christ, if we do what he said, if we try to remain merciful and loving and repentant of our sins, then those who die in Christ shall rise with him. And that's, and that's the good news of the gospel that's been preached from the early times all the way up to our times, and especially with the message of divine mercy to reassure us that God is always there. He's always ready to forgive us. He's always ready to be merciful to us. Yes, we have to repent Yes, we have to acknowledge our sins. So it's not a, a presumption on God's mercy. We need to take the steps necessary to receive God's mercy. But when we do, there's no limit to God's mercy for us to help us to get to heaven. That is why I always have hope. No matter what you're going through in your life, always have hope. God is in charge. God is in charge of the world. That's why he suffered, he died for us, he rose from the dead. And that's why he continues this mission through the apostles, through the church, through his successors, and preaching the good news of the gospel to all the lands, all the nations, and all the peoples of the world. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, 
I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.